Hello, and welcome to Campaign Comrades, your favorite leftist gaming podcast. I'm your host, Ben, and we're uh, we're short-staffed today, but I'm, I'm joined by my my uh, my excellent uh, co-host and friend, Matt. Matt, how we doing? Um, I would like you to refer to me as my D&D character. From here on out, I am AC, ACDC. I said you were and you were ragging on your uh on your new player for not for not having a a creative enough name just gotta gotta pull in the the obligatory anime reference well yes but this is a music campaign okay, so enough. like with, with the spelling and everything it was a fun uh a fun, fun little, play fun we'll say we, we enjoy that yeah a little spoof and goof that. with a big mud man uh excellent um but yeah you're you're we're, we're jumping right into it it's it's uh it's just you and me we're we're the uh we're the TTRPG heads in the chat, so you know it's 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 fitting that it's just it's a D and D just us today. Um, there's been a, a whole whole slew of of new Dungeons and Dragons news. They uh, Wizards of the Coast did a hour and a half presentation, I guess, because it counts with their stuff that they did for Magic. But like you know, we're not going to cover that because as much as I enjoy playing magic and i'm interested in some of the things that they released like let's we'll get this out at the top like i were interested in the the 40k commander decks and stuff uh all like the lore and stuff that they're we're talking about and going through in that video just completely over my head i was like those are made up words um you know this is like again someone who like loves you know like wild and outrageous fantasy stuff it's like one i don't understand how you follow along with the lore for a card game and uh well, yeah, that's my whole thing is that like card games, like card games aren't about the lore for me. It's about the cool picture on the card and the thing. It right, do. Exactly. I mean, they, they do have something like, you know, you go to like the magic website and there is like uh, they do a series of stories throughout for the whatever set. But it's like, come on, those are glorified fan fiction. And it's like that's even doing a disservice yeah. to fan fiction. That, that might as well be. Uh, I don't remember. I don't know if you remember this. Um, but back in the day when Lego decided they needed to appeal to the teenage boy and they created Bionicles. Oh man, I love Bionicles. Don't you smear Bionicles? I'm not smearing Bionicles, but did you remember they, they launched comics alongside them to tell the story of the Bionicles? Yeah. Whenever card games do like lore stuff like that, that's what it feels like to me is the, the comic alongside the Bionicle. Well, like literally like the presenter, uh, who's like a pretty well-known and uh, I think he was a pretty successful uh, in the pro circuit for magic. Yep. He's like kind of be, just become a personality for, for the brand, um, which, you know, cool. Get that bag. Um, it's like, uh, you know, it's like, you know, I'm so excited to see like the, the, the outcome of when like, you know, Dringus fights his, his evil twin brother Drangus. And, you know, as, as the entire plane of, uh, of, of, uh, you know, gumball land, you know, comes, <laughs> comes crashing down. And I'm just like, you know, that's, that's bullshit. That's all made up. Like, uh, I mean, yeah, it's all, made, it's I mean, all I was about to say stuff, on a technicality, like, all fiction is made up. It, it, uh, all this stuff is made up, <laughs> but like, you know, it's just like, that's, that's, that's not, are, are you fiction. implying that the 40 K universe is Canon? Uh, hell yeah. Absolutely. Well, no, I, I I had this. I was having this discussion with somebody else um, that like uh, I think most and pretty much all like expanded universe fiction surrounding a established IP that usually has some other kind of media presentation. So let's say stories for magic. Um, I mean, D and D books. Uh, forty the forty k Black Library stuff. 
all the, the 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 pinnacle was the Star Wars expanded universe books. Those are like the best the best example of it. It's like all of those. Um, are sir, bad what are you talking books. about? Those don't exist. Yeah, those, the the new ones, the new canon ones. Even then, like the new the new canon books, they're all so bad. It's like even they if get they can get good authors like who actually can write a good book. Like they the books that they're forced to write and the stories that they're forced to write for these larger ips because they don't own them they can't take risks they have no control over what's going on it's just they're terrible they're just all even the best even the best one of them is like yeah it's just like that's some that's some fan fiction that got a like a a nice coat of paint slapped onto the cover but master kenobi who has the uh clearance to remove them from the archives uh yeah only only another yeah only another jedi um but the wait, are the, we implying uh, that the mouse is a Jedi? That is, I mean, he's definitely the, the mouse is definitely the the Sith Lord in the in the universe. He's definitely the Emperor. He's definitely Palpatine. So, yeah, uh, he's the Phantom Menace. So he's the Phantom Menace behind all things. Um, but um, it's like I I I have like very little patience. Like I've enjoyed some say like forty k books and stuff like that, but like I can be clear and, and say that they are not good books. My, my whole thing is one. just when, when you start to like spread your lore out to so many different like strands and threads, it becomes almost overwhelming to an extent of like, yeah. if, if you want to be into the lore, you then have to like give a mountain you must climb mm-hmm. to, to catch up. And sometimes that can be a bit intimidating for people. Oh, it's insane. Uh, it's absolutely like, insane. And then if you don't make the books good on top of that, like well, well-written books, uh, becomes hard to sometimes trudge and slog through some of that to get, you know, the meaty bits. Like I say something for like, it's a little, again, we're say veering off into say if veering off into 40 K is a little bit off topic, but like, I like never off topic, keep the lore for me just from like the, the, you know, the core rule books and stuff like that. That's where I get my lore. There's I make so, up all my there's lore too much. I mean, the, hell yeah, that's what it should be. That's what instead of getting back onto D and D, that's that's what it should be. In the best cases, yeah, make your own lore. You know, do what's interesting and exciting to you. Because in the end, these are like basically fan products. No, sir, uh, you're not like, allowed to have fun with your models. Um, mm-hmm. They they are to be made one way and one way only, and painted one way and one way only, and uh, used in one way and one way only. No play, uh, so only display. So the the big news that we'll just talk, we'll just I'll mention briefly before we we really dive into it, is the the uh, the outline for what's basically going to be the the new the the new upcoming rule set for for Dungeons and Dragons. They're you know specifically not calling it sixth edition. Is this um, what people are going to call like five point five? Is this what's going to end up being? It really kind of like that is that really is what it is. It like there. I mean, we'll get into the specifics of that in a bit. But um, there's uh, you know there's been some playtest material released and like just the this was like not necessarily news. The 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 concrete bits are what's what's uh, kind of new uh, as of this week. Like there was a, a presentation. Maybe it was last year, I guess, or at the beginning of the year or something. It's basically we knew that this was coming, that there was going to they they were talking about that there's going to be a there's going to be a major uh, redo of the rule, like of the a revamp of the rules um, coming in 2024. 
that basically that the the three core rule books were were being updated and they had been clear from that point like in their mind they're saying this is not a new edition but like everyone was saying like yeah at the at the most then you are like or actually at the least this is this is yes like 5.5 but we'll we'll get into why they're not why they're not calling it and why i think it's not great but like we'll we'll uh we'll like uh i also have some some breakdowns of like the first bit of uh the playtest material and it's like as as again the two players say and we're coming at it from slightly different perspectives i'm the forever dm you're uh you know an active player it's one uh, of those i'd so, be interested in dming it would just like all right but say but we're we're, we're in two separate we had a, a a friend campaign that like you know saw through its end and you know we've you know had other things just with the channel that have taken up our time that we can't can't really play together as much but we play in separate campaigns and i run one and you're a player in another yes um so it's uh so we'll be i'll be interested to, to get our kind of differing perspectives on on these kind of things but uh let's maybe set the stage with some of our most recent kind of uh uh interesting moments from our our dnd campaigns like i'll just start with my in my last session um my my group uh made the almost fatal error that you know it's like every every adventurer worth their salt you know knows the adage never split the party oh boy but they they sent they I sent thought they the, were going to touch the chest without poking it first yeah no they 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 sent uh they sent the they sent the party's healer the cleric the, the single cleric in the group uh with a random npc to go do oh. some like to go do some fake deal and then the rest of them went to to uh uh do a prison break uh to 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 infiltrate a dungeon and so i'm just like i'm sitting there to myself and like gave them enough stuff it's like are you sure you want to do this you absolutely positive you want to do this all right and guys so- here's what happened the npc was a trap <laughs> your cleric is now host- uh like trapped as a hostage uh and you are now in prison exactly where they wanted you to be yeah so it part of that is probably going to be what's going to play out so it's like actually i was so proud of myself with how i ran that session i was like doing really well with like like keeping both sides you know because it's that's that's all that's yeah that's one of the real troubles let alone like the the in-game risks of splitting the party it becomes a real problem for running it because it's like you know half people are engaged and the other people are checked out and yes and and keeping the momentum going but i was doing like really good with like okay like let's let's do this chunk with with this group then let's move it and you know keeping the pace going i thought i did like i had to you know kind of you know pat myself on the back that you know I, i i managed it pretty well but the the outcome i think is going to go partially as expected and then so we didn't we didn't fully resolve it yet the party is still split up uh at the end of the session um but surprisingly the cleric actually did some some you know hero level uh spell casting and uh absolutely absolutely saved the day and uh you know said like the 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 deal went you know went went sideways uh he was like he was like doing this like projection spell to like he wasn't actually in the area. Yeah, it was just like a a, a mirage. It was Wizard of Ozing, like into the area. But then it was like based on other elements so that the that the party had had done at at this place uh, where the deal was going down. That like new security was getting put up. So like 
the deal was going was was going on and then the final wards got activated and it cut off all like illusion magic so he just vanishes and you know the shit just goes sideways and so he's then got to like go in and save the npc and and you know it would have been a real potentially deadly uh encounter but he did a uh he got a solid role for uh, a banishment spell that got rid of one of the the demons that was uh you know a servant of the the main baddie who was who was in that area who himself was a very weak it was a weakling not not yeah. a threat but there were you know, just two the, demons yeah and uh you know just like through some like you know some really good roles and some good think quick thinking on his end uh you know managed to to you know not only like just survive but actually like uh really turn it to his advantage so i was really impressed with that but then it's so funny the 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 rest of the party which is like the majority of the group still uh absolute shit show <laughs> absolute and utter shit show and uh things are go- are going poorly <laughs> shall we say for them and they're about to I-, I hope none of them actually listen to this episode until after we i know it'll be fine because we'll have our session uh this upcoming wednesday and episode won't release till friday they're gonna you, be you mean your a- team wipe yeah they're gonna be facing a death knight oh good uh, a level 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 ten party with no actual dedicated healer facing a death knight uh, and a bunch of lackeys. So that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be interesting. Well, speaking of splitting the party, as okay. I say, that's a bad idea. We also split our party. Uh, we're on an airship uh, heading to a new location uh, for the next music tournament in our bard campaign, and um, uh, there was there's been a murder. A murder. A moida. A moida. Uh, you know, so we're doing the murder on the Orient Express where we're yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Tr- trying to solve what happened. Um, and we're piecing together. So each of us is on a different thread, uh, following different threads of potential clues and witnesses. And I, you know, as we were saying, you know, sometimes you have to balance the like when you're split up like that, you know, keeping engaged. And it's while tough. I was waiting, it's tough to do. While I was waiting for my my turn to pop up, I came to the sudden realization that I'm pretty sure one of our party members is with the killer in a closet right now. <laughs> that's that's because, where you want to be. It's like I got him right where I want him <laughs> because he he like he solicited a he was like solicited at the bar by a person because he'd been asking at the bar if anyone had seen anything you know or like suspicious going on at the room, and the person was like you know like we can't speak here. Let's go like into the closet. And like as their conversation was going on in there, I'm like, I'm sitting there like, uh oh, this is uh we, we might have a dead party member here if this is not uh handled it, properly. The like the urge to not metagame there is so yep. strong too. Yep. No, that's I've actually I actually try to do a really good job about not metagaming at the table. Uh sometimes we've had it where someone is, you know, doing a puzzle individually in a different room while other characters are distracting the person like whose room that is, for example. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I can't solve it. And he was like asking people around the table for like help. And it's like, that's a hard, it's like, sorry, bud, I'm not there. He's like, I, I am currently playing cards with a like immortal demon. <laughs> To keep him distracted. Yeah. If it's a if it's a devil, all that's 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 a that's a fair way to do it. I remember that just the quick tangent. I remember uh we uh in like the first game I ever played in where I was a player, we were like going through a dungeon and there was like a group of devils who had been like contracted to uh 
to guard these things and basically we just entered entered an accord with them and it's basically because like they're lawful so so long as we like abide by these agreements yeah. and follow the letter of the law they're actually no threat to us but yeah so we we, we love playing with player expectations he he was a like immortal like soul collecting like god of tricksting and death or something oh yeah so he had a he had a tower that when you entered it would like leave that plane of existence once you like signed the contract to enter you'd have to get your name off the list to be able to leave it's like hotel california yeah exactly and uh yeah that was i ended up betting him uh quote unquote our true names to put on the list because he only wrote our band name down and like being a greedy person of course he's going to want like the full like true names of everyone to put in into his book but we went up uh and used because i was a a paladin and i fought in a war we used some of my dead war buddies names to write down and said we gave him their their true names which got our names off the list just just condemning their their deceased souls to eternal damnation just (laughs) bye-bye Well, I just mean, get, just getting getting yeah. their souls sucked from you know the whatever like you know the Elysian planes for you know war heroes and yeah. stuff. Yeah, they're they're in the, the, the nine heaven. the nine hells. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! <laughs> uh, and and then just booked it out the door, and then made the promise to uh, never go back to that place because mm-hmm. he's probably not going to be super happy about the whole you know escaping thing. But so what 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 was the uh, the end? the ending of the uh the party member in oh we don't know yet we end we ended on cliffhangers for all three of us in our positions he's in the closet with the slowly more menacing individual uh our cleric is in the like non-denominational chapel on the airship (laughs) uh talking to people there trying to he's a he's a cleric of lathander so the light god the sun the sun god yeah the the basically D and D Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, basically trying to convert everyone in the non denominational church. Yes, to yes, church like of that's, that's, that's a that's a terrible place to be for for a cleric. Uh, absolute like you know a harrowing experience going to a non denominational service. Yeah, um, so he he's over there, and I'm with the captain, uh, trying my best not to look menacing while trying to show him a knife. It's a no. Like I, I started walking down the hallway, just like brandishing it, and was like, I should probably like put this in a bag or something, as there's been a murder on this uh, ship already. We were instructed to like stow our weapons and like the like the weapon stow at the yeah. the very beginning. It's like I'm I'm walking around with a knife on the the ship that just had a murder. Like that is not a a solid look, especially as a a filthy mud man that everyone is racist to um yeah speaking of racism in in dnd there's that let's just i guess jump right into it the racial essentialism yeah and it's like it's still it's still alive and kicking uh the i sent it to the the group chat last night but there's like some the major discourse yesterday on uh you know rpg twitter was just you know breaking down this one particular side panel from the play test um that like you know we'll, we'll we'll get into the the specifics of the you know what's on offer there but it's basically they're they're doing some kind of weird uh water treading with uh mixed race 
adventurers. Um, yeah, half orcs, half elves. But it's like, you know, it's saying like how you can't, they do some weird things where it's like, I'll read it here. Thanks to the magical workings of the multiverse, humanoids of different kinds sometimes have children together, which is kind of, which is a, a weird way to put it. It's like saying that like, um, well, they had to say it that way because saying interracial marriage sounds much worse. But it's like how it, there's like these things at 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 in opposition to each other here. How like they're um, so like yeah, the magical workings of the multiverse of the multiverse means that like most D races can't have kids with each other, and some need magical inter- intervention. And it's like it's just kind of reeks of this like kind of weird exoticism that's like kind of just creepy but then it's like the into the actual text they're basically like yeah you can kind of like have uh you know you can mix any of these yeah all, uh, all humanoids these... can be mixed and matched yeah and it's like but then it's like when you come when it comes to the it's basically the problem is is that they're still taught they've re- removed a good a, a good portion of the mechanics from it but not all of it they're they've they've removed uh um like yeah, stats they, they did the thing from, where they wanted to be uh you take two halves and you basically pick like either like physical trait or uh yeah and it's like you can you they they do say it's like you can mix physical traits which have no mechanical which have no mechanical purpose um that's just aesthetics um but then it's like each each race that you're pulling from still has like a lineage uh special trait that isn't like an ability say like take like elves like you know fey ancestry and that kind of stuff it's like basically you have to pick one or the other and someone who these are you know ttrg rpg people who are you know of of mixed race uh upbringing and they're like you know this is fucked up it's like basically like uh you know it's uh it's almost like when i was like reading it it's it's very much like uh you know the kind of like the the one drop kind of eugenics kind of shit that's like you know if you have you know it's the stuff that was used to you know uh legitimize the continued you know enslavement of of you know kids of of slaves who you know were basically or say slaves who were ba- who let's be honest raped by their by their white masters and had mixed race children that's basically if you had a you know a drop of of black blood in you you were still just considered black whereas particularly in a modern context, mixed race, uh, you know, culture and heritage has has a lot more nuance to it and how this just does not reflect that at all. It's like you got it like someone's like when it's like basically you got to choose either you're white or you're black. And it's like, that's weird. That's not that's uh, not good. And so people are just like, you know, what? if you want your thing to be that everybody can just, you know, that anything can be mixed with anything, you should just be removing the mechanical aspect to uh you know say basically you should be getting rid of this kind of as race as a mechanical construct here and just like give a list of traits that you can just kind of pick from you know that you can just pick from to you know that would spur creativity in terms of an aesthetic uh of options for what you want to do it would avoid kind of min maxing weirdness of like okay i'm gonna pick these two races to put together because they get the best abilities and this kind of shit it's just like yeah, I just I, I do what I want to do. This race gets pick... a plus four here, and this race gets a, pl- a plus four here, and they balance out, and it's yeah, it's really it's really weird, and it's it's kind of it's 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 pretty. I mean, let's be honest, it's it's still uh, you know, 
it's still a kind of the ingrained racism of these kind of mechanics that they're just real for some reason uh wizards is just like really resistant to getting rid of like they must have some bullshit uh uh design reason that they're claiming to which is shitty like and let's be real this is not a this is not a design issue it's a racism issue and it's like just uh you know they've made strides with you know hiring uh you know marginalized creators to uh you know be involved with the design process but obviously not enough uh you know people of, of mixed heritage so it's that was that's been the main discourse that's that's come out of it so far in terms of the actual con the actual concrete uh mechanics that have that are that are at work here and it's it's what's so weird to me it's like that they they made a positive stride in in removing like stat bonuses and stuff and tying that somewhere else but then they can't they can't go all the way it's like i don't they so they do this with like feats and stuff you know it's like you've got like a list that you can just choose from why not just have the same thing for your kind of your lineage it's like basically i'm i'm all in favor of just getting rid of the you know race as a concept in in these games it it doesn't serve anything any purpose other than you know cause divisiveness but that was more of the specifics that played so it's kind of jumping the gun a little bit but the the transition was still too uh was too good to pass up but uh so they had like uh we'll call it it was like a 45 minute presentation with all sorts of different stuff and we're going to kind of skip over the they had like uh they gave like their lineup for uh you know different adventures and source books and stuff that are coming down the 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 pike for for uh oh, i think through 2023 is what they did for for D&D um but is the the main big thing is their uh announcement for what they're calling one D D, which is uh these update or actually i guess it's the updates that are coming are uh revolving around these three pillars updates to D D rules and i'm reading from their kind of press release here that this takes what we love about fifth edition and updates the rules of the game to reflect the feedback we have heard from players and where the game is today that they've they've stressed that this is not a new edition that's that's their big thing if they're calling yeah. it they're again like, i'm i'll just call it 5.5 because that's already um, but yeah I, I mean i mean it, it it's it seems no different than what they did for fifth edition whereas they utilize this a lengthy period of play testing like they did with fifth edition which they called it like D D next or something yeah at the time and it's like uh you know it's not it's not really surprising in that in that in that way but uh the next pillar is their you know now uh officially bringing now that they've officially brought D beyond into the family they you know just really uh kind of making the it the robust set of tools and platform for all of your digital D content and all your tools and collections um which is good I, i'd say the one the one thing that I, what I thought was it was kind of tucked in there a little bit, but it, the first example was for the upcoming um, Dragonlance yep. materials. They're doing digital physical bundles. Yeah, so, so you it's get, like buy it physical and you get a digital code. Yeah, which they would never, which they had not done. Whereas basically, if you wanted the physical copy and you used D and D Beyond, you had to buy them twice. But wait, why would they do this when they could sell it to me as an NFT? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go that, pitch this to Wizards and make money. I mean, hell, they're they're probably they're cooking up something with that, with in terms of like you know your character art and stuff. They're like that. That's that's definitely not out of their out of, out of their. Uh, say yeah, don't put it into the universe. But that's definitely I it's think, already there, friend. Probably likely. But then the final pillar is what they're calling D&D Digital. Um, it is still in very early development, like pre what they showed was pre-alpha. Um, but it is, say, D&D Digital will offer an immersive player experience, rich creation tools for dungeon masters, and a connected space for DMs and players to get together and play D&D. For, I, I t- mentioned this in our group chat. For me, this is the one that's probably the most interesting and it's 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 not by choice. It's of necessity. We've yeah, talked just about the, how, the way things have become. It's like yeah, like I would. My uh, creative inspiration for D anD D comes with creating interesting encounters and environments for and in building terrain and having like a real uh to kind of tactile immersive experience for players around a table. But because because of of you know, it started with COVID. Now it's also just a, a personal reality for me that my group has several players who joined during COVID and have like, you know, they were from the area, but then, you know, since just for personal reasons um, have moved out of the area. I've got like a mm-hmm. player in, in Maine. I've got a player in upstate New York now. So it's just like, unless I get like a new group, there's no, there's no, uh, no time where I'm not going to be playing virtually anymore you know so like that i've it's been unfortunate that i've like it's it's forced me to kind of get away and scale back my my terrain building and stuff because it's that shit just doesn't work with the single webcam you know i need like a studio i need like a studio that's multiple camera like dslr cameras that can remote zoom and do all this stuff and like you know be on dollies and things to move around like that shit just doesn't work for uh you know just a kitchen table have I sent you? There's a video of a group who made a a gaming table that had an overhead projector over the top of it that would project down onto mm. the the table surface, the the grid, and like the base of the map, and then they would put uh, various terrain pieces into like blanked cool. out spots on the map that would then show like. That's cool. Uh, the uh so like what i've seen more stuff like people will do that with like they'll uh have like you know the tabletops like plexiglass and they'll have a a, like a a tv or just a big screen embedded in the bottom and then they just you know through hdmi just like hook up like basic kind of like roll 20 maps that are you know it's all flat terrain stuff um which yeah that's interesting enough i guess it's better than nothing but I like the I like the three dimensional. I mean, have you seen the the Wormwood gaming tables? Oh my god! Yeah, I was when I went to PAX East in yeah. 2019 in the before they, times. Yeah, they well, it was ju- it was just as COVID was 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 hitting. Um, it was like just before things shut down. Um, the uh, they had you know they had a booth there. I got my dice vault. I got I got my yeah. dice vault at that show. Um. But they, yeah, they had their they had their their original table on display. They've got they've had more since. They've they, got, they like, have their, a YouTube channel where they like show the them like table. making and like prototyping different things. Yeah, 
their latest one is they're doing a a, a DM a modular DM screen, which is pretty yep. cool. But again, but again, I don't play physical anymore, so it's like I have no need to hide anything for from from my players. You know, I can just lay everything out on my big ass table. Uh, so like, yeah, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that'd be cool, but like, I don't really need it anymore. Um, but yeah, so this one is looks looks really good. Even the pre alpha stuff, you know, it's it's in it's in Unreal Engine five, so it looks really good. Um, it's, uh, the, the biggest thing for me beyond it, again, looking good and not looking like shit, which it does in every other virtual tabletop that we've, uh, that, you know, that are on the market and exist today. Um, it's the fact that, you know, uh, you know, that shit still takes a lot of work, you know, for regular table, virtual tabletop things like, you know, populating with digital assets and, and all that kind of stuff, which in, we were talking about often doesn't work. Um, and it's really janky and just, uh, yeah. It's yeah who, who doesn't love in fantasy ass. grounds when you spend an hour getting everything set up and then, uh, assets just start disappearing. Yeah. I, I, none of those things have ever worked well for me. I think the, the roll 20 interface is makes windows 98 look like, uh, you know, ahead of its time. Um, it's, it's really bad. Um, whereas, you know, this looks really good. There's, they're going to do I mean, yes, they're going to have a robust set of tools for creating your own dungeons and doing all that, which, yeah, great. That's awesome for people who have the time and the inclination to do that. But, like, the the ability to run pre-made adventures that have the environments preloaded with all the encounters, and yeah, you can tweak them to fit your party. So it's like, okay, yeah, I'm running a larger party than it's intended, so I'll put more more minions in, or I'll do stuff like that but it's you know the fact that that's that stuff's already done for me that's that's huge that would be an incredible asset yes um, but we'll see how much that shit costs and that kind of gets us into our our next main thing. i think they're gonna um, just make that uh like knowing how the world works nowadays it's gonna be like just throwing it out there 99.99 a year or 9.99 a month so you get the the twenty dollars savings if you buy the yeah. yearly because that seems like, to be the the price point that everyone has figured out that people will pay for. Yeah, and this is going to be like directly tied into D and D Beyond, which already yeah. has their subscription models, and it's like the basic one, which gives you everything except being able to share materials with other people in a campaign is like two ninety nine a month, and then the master level is five ninety nine a month yeah. or. I think I, I think I do the yearly. I think it's like $5 a year. Um, and it's, uh, so yeah, that would make sense up it by another five bucks. Um, but, uh, so like, I want, I want to read this, this bit for here that like this, this new update in rules is bigger than or is, or is, is different than a new edition. It's bigger than that. They say, one D&D will usher in the next generation of D&D with new and more comprehensive versions of the core rule books that millions of players have enjoyed for the past decade. The rules will be backward compatible with 5th edition adventures and supplements and offer players and Dungeon Masters new options and opportunities for adventure. The evolution of 5th edition has shown us it's less important to create new editions of the game and more important to grow and expand the game you love with each new product. Um, what does that sound like to you? No, don't do it. Don't make me they, do it. D&D is going live service, folks. They're doing it. They're, they said, oh, oh, we see the trend from 
from video games. This is the hot monetization model. We're doing it. You're going to, again, be paying just a rather. I mean, all, all I'm hearing when I hear this is that you're not getting anything new ever again. It's just going to be new uh, coats of paint on the same skeleton. Right. To you. No. So that, like, again, you know, we've talked about it with like the Lord of the Rings 5e or the Dark Souls 5e. Uh, I like think that's a huge, that's a huge part of it because it's like, they've got so many like licensing bits yeah. in, in the ether is that they can't afford like, or it's, it's just, you know, they would be leaving so much money on the table to try to get those, uh, you know, get those licensees back, back in where it's like, you know, fifth edition already has that, uh, that hook for, for so many, uh, such a large player base that, uh, you know, they're, these other uh, you know licensees would have no reason to immediately jump onto a new edition. It's like it's got to rem- and like they're saying, oh, everything is backwards compatible. But what's what is weird to me is that you know say that they are still doing an overhaul new print release of the three core rule books. You can't really do a live service ever evolving thing with physical print material. Things that's you not can, based because on, you like, could just code. sell the new print material. No, that's you're not, that's you're what not it is. thinking. No, that's what it is. It's like it's so that that's the thing. It's like this is all bullshit. It is absolutely every new iteration of these rules is just a new edition. This is the uh, college textbook model. And like, but they so they don't talk about what is the price going to be? Um, how will they handle these future releases? You know, are they going to do individual updates that require, you know, independent purchases to keep up, uh, you know, like it exists now, you know, when they release Tasha's Cauldron of Everything and the Mordenkainen's uh, whatever of the multiverse, um, which was. How basically dare you just not the, know about Mordenkainen's thing of the multiverse? I forget what the. I mean, I actually just just received my copy of that today. I, it was on sale somewhere, and I got it. But like that is like a that was basically just taking Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes and Bolo's Guide to Monsters, mashing them together and slightly updating them. Uh, it's a one like a better and more comprehensive book, but like uh, it's yeah, it's it seems really fucking shitty to me. It's just like, yeah, we're just going to, you know, keep uh, they're they're getting they're getting the best of everything. It's, you know, they're going to keep like, you know, milking every single sale out of you that they can so that you're keeping up with what's what's, you know, at the, yeah, you don't want to miss meta. out. You don't want to be behind. I mean, because there is the, the real meta of and it's also say like me as a DM who have to, has to be up to date with what my players expect you know if they're buying the new supplements and the new uh you know uh character rule sets and uh with new spells and all that i need to know what they are i need to have access to them because we all know players never know what their characters actually do i mean of course i mean how many times have has a player like 20 minutes after something has happened been like oh i could have done this the yeah so this but this like then makes me wonder though are is this going to incentivize just pure digital over physical because that makes it in a sense better for the consumer that it's like if they can do it this way kind of yes you're right kind of it's like <laughs> if you pay a subscription type of thing where it's like i have the things digitally that could then be just you know it's just a new line of code that you know updates yeah. my 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 uh, my thing without having to repurchase another so the thing uh, with that is um digital only works better if uh if they're saving you on the cost of producing it so like if the if they are slicing out the cost of what it is to print and bind and ship and all of the 
baked in cost of selling a physical book with the digital version, because if they cost the same, then you're starting to really get into the, like, you know, you're not getting a benefit per se or the same benefit that you should be. You're not, you're being skimmed off the top now. Like you're the right. I mean, cause then there's also the reality again, why, why we talk about this with, with video games, why, why we are, you know, huge proponents of physical or digital um, is that like uh, you don't retain say it's all about uh, licensing and it's all about you only you don't the, own the, the digital thing. license can be taken away from you so can much easier away. than the physical but say say like you have a group that has fallen into a rhythm that uses this set of rules and then you're all on a subscription that then you're and then your book auto updates auto updates you don't like the new rules they don't they you know their no, game no breaking. rollback like, feature the, like it's bad design like you know say so what happens when it's like the new edition is just generally considered bad and nobody wants to play it um, and now all your you've lost the old addition to the ether. That's why physical is still good. But like you're then again forced to fill out your entire bookshelf with uh, every single iteration now of these new rules as they come out. And it's just I mean, like, but what what game what gamer doesn't want in their idealistic house the 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 published library of just game novels? on all of their I mean, shelves i mean that's the thing like D players love their physical books even if they don't use them even if they don't actually use them they love having their shelves of them and i'm guilty of that as well I, I am also going to be guilty of that as i'm going to be putting shelves up to display some things whenever that elden ring book actually decides to you know ship. oh yeah what the yeah what the fuck it just keeps getting pushed back and it's just like it goes from like yeah expected august whatever to now just order received yeah Good, good job, Amazon. It's I'm, just like, God damn it. Hey, Jeff, uh, you're not being bullied. You deserve it. Sorry. Bullying works. Um, yeah, so that's... I've got complicated feelings about that, but yeah, it's, they're going live service. D&D has gone live service. They're doing it. How um, long until Goku is in D&D? Uh, you know, they're, uh, speaking of Goku, though, someone was making a joke that's not... that's totally not out of the realm of possibility when uh, how long until there's a uh a dnd fortnite crossover they'll definitely do something for the movie you know chris chris pine dnd characters will will have a have a fortnite skin i had memory hold that there's a movie coming out for that yeah it's uh i don't i don't even remember when the release date is but that was that was uh that december I think it's holiday time. I think it's holiday time this year. Um, but yeah, so the expected release for this is these updated rules, like the new uh, actual physical things are uh, 2024. No actual, uh, you know, date. Just It's just says 2024. So yeah, we have here, yeah, D&D Digital being fully integrated with D&D Beyond. No word on what that's going to cost. Will there be a free version like base d like the like D beyond has has some free uh capabilities it's that that always uh needs strong scare quotes around it because it's basically the only thing you get for free is free character building and it's like you get like six free slots yeah. to build characters and but you can and if also they, if they want this to the, be their like our offering canon offering one of the things they're going to have to do is let you store more characters because being able to store all of your characters in past and to be able to like 
flip through their character sheets and, you know, like read through the notes associated with those characters and like the different, uh, like the different memories you can have from that can be pretty cool experience. And it's like one of the things I've enjoyed about having my old characters on my D and D beyond. Yeah. So like that, that already exists that like you have to have in order to have more yeah, than the six free slots, you've got to subscribe, but then it's also, you're limited to your op- your actual character building options if you're just going solely free because it's just like yeah, they have you don't like get the all basic the rules. Yeah, all the basic rules are free. You only get the four classes. You get like, you know, fighter, cleric, rogue, and and wizard, and that's it. Um, so it's like you, you need to have like the, you need to have purchased the materials in order to fully utilize the character builder as well. So that's not, it's never really just fully free um but like yeah are they going to do anything like that or is it just yeah purely going to be uh you know gated behind uh some type of subscription fee which is i think is extremely likely um all right so yeah the we we started off talking about how uh, a bunch of the the stuff coming from the play test material but like we talked about the controversy so let's actually just kind of go through what was actually uh involved here i i have down i have claimed the uh the the play test stuff it's like a 20 page document gotta look more into about when they open when they're going to be opening up um the uh the survey period for you know mm-hmm. the actual feed, feedback from it but i'm also this is also interesting and a, a question that's worth asking so this first bit of of material is just it's called uh, character origins, so it's all about character building stuff. It's not about class though; it has nothing to do with classes. It's, um, so we'll get to the the actual things included. But um, it's like I always wonder: it's like who who actually has the ability to do this playtesting? I guess like for m- my circumstances, it'll be like if I run a one shot next time. Next time I run a one shot with my group, it'll be like uh how do you guys feel about using the the play test material to run through like that because you know it's like we're in the middle of a campaign we're not going to like you know, roll up new characters to what if play we the... what if we take the play test material and make a one shot for labor day weekend uh i mean i think we're say yeah overly ambitious for our yeah our group retreat we're say yeah, we're, we have like a see we've got like a 40k tournament plan we've got like several like you know movies and shit we want to watch yeah i would like to play D or like something like like to play an rpg or something like that so i don't know we're gonna we're, we've got a lot of uh on our plates for that but yeah that would be fun mike wants to do the the olive garden larp the live action role play <laughs> where's the nearest olive garden there? Is it that's, what, that's, that's what i was gonna look up yeah it's like where is actually the closest olive garden it's probably really far away it's probably in the next state because there's one um, in Burlington, but yeah, we're not going to Burlington. So, I, yeah, I guess it's going to be revolved around that. Or I guess we could do some like retroactive stuff, like you know, take some of these other things and and retool your characters to fit along along these lines, I guess. But like that would be a little difficult, I think, and maybe not. I mean, it's worth bringing up. I might I might ask my group this time how they feel about that. Um. Yeah, so the the main topics, which is not all of them, but it's the ones that actually have meat to them, are character races, backgrounds, and feats. There are some other things. There are, I guess there's some spells. I guess it's at the top. Um, okay, so yeah, they've got 
starting languages, feats, and yeah, rules clause. So I guess the, the languages is really the only other thing, which kind of is folded into the others. Um, but so yeah, we already talked about the the problems that are kind of baked into the whole, still within the the race aspect. But I have here the major the major stuff that's going on. You've got um, you know, races have this all this kind of stuff included um, creature type size speed lifespan those are all as written basically from core fifth edition not much has changed there um but then you have these special traits and each race provides special traits a collection of abilities that characters gain from their ancestors so this is the bit that's people are still finding problematic that uh you know there there should not be a uh a mechanic thing that is tied to a specific race it should just be that you get to kind of choose choose these things at will there is a new race that's added uh that's kind of getting memed to death um the ardling a celestial counterpart to the tiefling um it is you know associated with the upper planes versus the lower planes okay are... so instead, instead of half demon it's half angel Roughly, but the, basically it's like people are like, you know, how is this different from Asimars, which are essentially yeah angels, part celestial already. Um, and basically it's just they're differentiated from Asimar by basically being animal people. Each subtype has a list of recommended animals that it's like they've got like an animal head okay. uh, based on like the three subtypes. And so people so are I'm basically sure that's also being memed then because of the furry community because furries. Yeah, absolutely. Um but they're they I'm are so just, good at guessing the internet mm -hmm. i mean that one's pretty easy but they're uh they are stressing however that ne now neither ardlings nor tieflings have like you know their their uh extra planar ancestry has no no bearing on their align alignment or what they're they're more they've they've they alignment is still there in the text but they're in like uh, actual public facing stuff like in the the presentation and stuff they're they're calling them more it's more often calling it moral outlook or something like that which is again it's basically just like you know just get rid of it just get alignment is basically useless it doesn't really it, you know it, it doesn't really come into play that often like i mean it's it was it's kind of a relic like i've never had yeah, I've alignment never, had, never seems to matter because the player will frequently forget that they're a lawful good character as they are yeah yeah st it's stabbing like, a, a store clerk in the back yeah, I've rarely had I've really had players who who that is what you know decides their their you know, their decision making process. It, it it oftentimes that's one where they really do succumb to metagaming. They're not, they're not going to be like, well, my character is like this and is is would basically go against what I can tell is clearly in their best interest um, because this is just what they do. Um, it, it's just it does it doesn't work like that. And one because real people don't don't work like that, you know. People are inconsistent, you know, with like ideology is is not as clear cut. I will have you know, sir, that every Monday through Friday, I wake up at six o'clock in the morning and I take a shit at six thirty and a shower at six forty five. <laughs> and I'm on the road by seven twenty and picking up a coffee on my way into work before I go. in. what do you mean inconsistent? I'm talking about, again, in their in their morality. I, I was just their, yeah, I know. I know. But like, uh, so, yeah, you are you are, you know. You're, that's that's true neutral right there. <laughs> yeah. 
when you get to that part of Jojo, that's the Kira Yoshikage uh, monologue that I think I've read you once. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think you have. Um, so then the other major thing is that orcs are now, like full orcs are now fully playable. Ooh. Um, and that's basically it for race beyond what we just talked, the, the thing that we talked about from the first bit that like there's some real weird stuff going on with the the children of different different kinds just the yeah choosing one over the other where again it should you should have a it, it should get rid of that completely it should just be a uh, a general list like they have as we're going to get to feats have like just this general list of um it's it's not i guess it's not as clear a one to one thing I want, like feats I want are normally it's like design process to be uh, did you ever watch fairly odd parents yes you know the episode where everyone is the same and they're all a gray blob I want to start with the gray blob. I then want to sculpt it into the appearance of the character I want. Then I want to just start throwing traits into there to get him built out and have the history that I want. I mean, that's, that is actually how it should be. You know, it's like there's, there's mechanic ways to, to make sure that this stuff remains balanced. And that's what, like, why my mind is going to feats. They have, like, feats broken into, like, levels and, like, prerequisites. And it's like, and you can't just be cherry-picking and well, taking one of the, the best One thing. of the best things about D&D is the DM has final say. And if the DM looks at your character and says, like, oh, you've min-maxed your character to have all of this stuff. Like, can you please remove this one feat and, like, swap it with one of these instead? I'm... Say I'm a personal like as I play, it's like I I don't like necessarily unless it becomes like a toxic playing environment. I don't care if somebody min maxes. I don't. Oh no, I'm just like, saying like that that gives choices and options for the DM to absolutely, absolutely. But to look at like, something and be like, okay, I I don't know if I can build a campaign around this character because he's going to trivialize almost any encounter that I can put him into. Right. Right. Um. But, you know, that just, you know, for me, it's just like, okay, just try to make more, more, uh, you know, more difficult encounters, like up, up, you give, you know, increase actions and, and, uh, you know, more abilities and stuff. So, you know, again, it takes more work that it's reliant. You're in a room with six mind flares and an elder brain. I've done that. (laughs) You know, it's just like the the fact is, it's just like, there are still these problems with D&D at its core being a you know, a tactical combat simulator that like has role playing elements just kind of slapped on top of it. Um, you want to know what my number one complaint about D and D is? It's a it's a conceptual thing more than anything else. It's the grid system because the Again, grid because system does does not reward diagonal movement and um, yeah. like diagonal like. Uh, are so are you are you a hex grid sicko? I am a hex grid sicko because hexagons are a perfect shape. Uh-huh. uh-huh okay okay fair enough i mean there are plenty of rpgs out there that do hexagons like our favorite uh computer tabletop rpg mm-hmm. uh greedfall gloomhaven. oh greed greedfall has no it's not greedfall uh say gloomhaven, gloomhaven. You're talking about? yeah yeah gloomhaven has uh say greedfall is an open world game uh yeah. But yeah, no. No, sorry it's gloomhaven a, a g name is, is it just came out uh but yeah the uh I mean, D&D has some hex grid stuff in it. It's like overworld maps are usually broken down into hex grids. Um, or at least the older ones used to be. Um, All yeah, I'm saying I, is bring back the hex grid. You're not wrong. You are not wrong. 
Um, or or do right, some so- true sicko stuff and give me triangle grids. Because Oof. every hexagon grid can be a triangle grid. So sure. Yeah. <laughs> but that 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 that's some real uh mind-breaking stuff right there. Uh so this is like I think the 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 real uh success of what they've done so far is the fact that they, you know, they pulled um ability score bonuses from your from your race and tied it to background instead so it's again something that you are but yeah so you're 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 born of a certain race but if your race is a pirate you're probably going to have some boating history yeah it removes your it it removes that love that layer not completely but it removes that layer of the bioessentialism that it is your your upbringing and your culture and your you know that is influencing and and uh going to shape the you know the person that you are creating as your character um but so now they have they have it as that you know a background will grant a plus two bonus to one ability and plus one to a different um the, you know this, then the rest is normal here until the end you got skill proficiencies two two skill proficiencies one tool proficiency a language from background and then this is the the new kicker um each background now provides a first level feat for free, which is, I think he's huge. That's going to, that leads so much now level extra levels of, um, of uh, customization that I always felt that. Uh, it also makes some... a level one party a little bit better. Oh yeah. It's like much, level one parties suck. Well, get, get this. Like there, I forget which, which adventure it was that, that is doing this now like that they're saying like oh i think it must have been the Spelljammer set that i was just looking through it's like it's saying yeah you should start at level five yeah that's they're like almost they're... all campaigns i've played in end up starting around level five now because that's like i should the have actual put the, the actual part where your character has become a character yeah like has like the basics of their class i definitely should have done that because it's like with how long my campaign has been running we're like I wish that we were at a higher level for in terms mm-hmm. of story progression. Yeah. So as to what you can put into the, the the game, I would much rather be at level fifteen than level ten right now. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you're uh, the DM. You can just do that at some point. You can just be like, "All right." Uh, I think I gave killed, them a free level at one point for something. You killed a deer. But, you're you're now level th- fourteen. Uh, that deer yeah, happened I, to be the deer of Artemis. Yeah, say because I always do uh, milestone yeah. leveling versus uh, you know experience. I've never done experience leveling. It's it's so much less. It's, you only do that if you're playing in uh, uh, fuck. What's it called? Where there's there's a the game. There's like a game mode. Basically, it's like where it's like you if you're playing at like random places and conventions. It's like a a standardized way to make sure that you can take your character from one place to another. Is that the Tomb of Horrors where it's just the never ending? No, no, I'm not talking about like a specific adventure. It's just like uh, it's just a way that you play. Like I remember I played at uh at the at the Carnage Con here in Vermont again in the before times. I think that was like 2018 when i did that are we gonna um, call that before uh, bc before coronavirus or bb before biden oof it's a tough one that's a tough one um but yeah the uh the uh i remember it's like i know i didn't give a shit i was just playing it as a character 
that I had just created for the thing. But yeah, it's like at the end of the, the session, the DM would be like, yes, you earned this much experience. You earned this much gold. Uh, you know, you, you have a little piece of paperwork that yeah. you fill out that like, so that may, that way you have credentials for, for how, how you've advanced your character. See, for it's me, for people who don't have, con- who don't have constant groups. Yeah. For me, it's more than like, if I want an experience-based system, I'll play a video game where I can watch the experience fill up a bar and make, get make that, satisfying get that little, noises. Get, get that little serotonin boost every time it hits the next level, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, but feats are... Uh, I forgot, actually, I meant to look this up because it's been a while. Again, I have not built a character in such a long time. I, f- I feel like feats did have these before. They had levels. Um, yes. It's like... So if, to take a feat, your level must ex- equal or exceed the feats level. They have prerequisites. You must meet any you know prerequisites of the feat, um, and then you have things that are that say if they're repeatable or not. Um, basically, like there's one like the one that's that always comes to mind for repeatable is like the skilled one. You can take the skilled feat multiple times because it's like you you take skilled, you get skill proficiencies in multiple in like two extra skills and then you can do it again and get it in two other ones and again and so on um but yeah that's a, it's just a huge deal to have have them available at the first level it, again it is incre- increasing the level of customize customizing options that you have that i think is really for the better um not to mention the 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 balance uh issue of you know first level parties being shitty and all like getting killed by a group the, the, of the balance part of first level parties being possible to be wiped by like low level enemies yeah it's like oh no the party missed their first three attacks and the the zombie they're fighting critted twice yeah um yeah so that's like the that's the main that's the main stuff i think we've covered basically all all the things that have uh that have come out so far um so yeah any uh any other general thoughts you have about what uh what they should what they sh- what they showed this week uh i mean general thoughts are uh we need to get the comrades onto commander decks so that i can play necrons but mm-hmm. yes uh i mean from a player perspective uh new rules can be intimidating in the beginning because it's like you know it's always learning something different can be tough a tough transition um, for people who especially have played a certain way for a longer time than like a player like me, who's only been on fifth edition for what, four years started like around 2018, 2019. Yeah. Um, like, uh, it's always, it's also exciting in extent. Like it's always cool to see changes come along occasionally, like uh, new classes, new uh, races. That's fun. Like being able to play as a full orc must be, like there are probably people who are real excited about that, uh, who've been playing half orcs their whole life because they can never be a you know a full orc. Can't they can't fulfill their World of Warcraft D and D fantasy of you know playing an actual full orc or their forty k fantasy? Yes, or, orcs and shooters. I think that's I think that's right. So I saw this funny this funny post on on Twitter. I think it was by a pretty prolific uh, designer James Intricasso. Um, it was like, uh, you know, it's time for all the people who say they can't, uh, they can't learn a new rule set, uh, learn a new rule set. 
It's basically just like the you know type tapping into the argument that you know it's like why people only play D and D. It's like they can't, they don't have the bandwidth to learn new rules, and which it's like yeah, it's a little you can kind of call bullshit on that. Where I where I come in, it's like the um, I mean yes, these these updates are free. These playtest material is free, but like people can't. These books are expensive, man. Like you can't expect uh, players you know who've spent money on. You know the say take like a player who's just get who like was just getting into it now, or like just before the just bought the, the player that, handbook. Yeah, yeah, just before the announcement that there's going to be major updates, they're like, "What? You kidding me? I just spent like forty, fifty bucks on this book, and you're telling me I'm going to have to spend another forty, fifty bucks when the new one comes out?" And like, I just fucking got this thing, and like these, that was always a. a a that happens with me. a lot of things. Don't don't you love when you buy a game and then it goes on sale two days later? And yeah, it was like I. That's like why I always got the the digital stuff and like why I got the the D and D Beyond Master thing where I could share that stuff because it's like I already love to play. I have those things for my own use. Like when we were playing our campaign, it's like I'm not gonna like say uh you know Andrew and Mike who aren't like you know tabletop players by. Uh, you know really like their own practice and it's like i'm not going to ask them to buy the the player's handbook when even though like it would make my life easier if they did um so it's like of course yeah i'll get the extra i'll spend a little bit of extra and and share it with them but like it's smart too not to make mike buy the hand handbook because he's a lawyer brain and he would be a lawyer through the a, a, a rules lawyer yeah yeah he'd be you know uh page 72 paragraph three uh line six uh yeah i don't know i'm so like uh there's it's always weird yeah when, when there's there's always that fine line to walk it's like yeah i i like the new updates i like more options i think it's interesting to see some advances that they've made again i still think it's it's all the criticisms that we've seen of this you know the play it's playtest stuff has only been out for a few days time of recording i highly doubt that most people have had a time to actually really play it yet but you know i will i mean you know basically as as you know the whitest of white guys that that you know can be out there i will take the uh, the you know the opinions of you know say actual people of mixed heritage who are saying like yeah this fucking sucks this is shitty like this is not good enough and it's like this, it's all, you know, to say that it's a low bar, you know, the, 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 the bar is low and they're still kind of not clearing it. So I, I think the criticism is warranted and I think that there's still improvements to be made. Um, I shall voice I can... my opinion as a mixed German French person. <laughs> um, excellent. New 10 D- out of 10. So D and uh, one D and D Francophobic. Uh, say putting putting that putting it down now uh but yeah i i uh you know as a dm like it's uh yeah it's basically i have no option i have no choice but to learn the new rules um because it's like if even one of my players wants to do it and i absolutely know that there will be um (laughs) that uh that you know i've got to do it i've got to do it or else i'm out of the loop and it uh kind of sucks again that I, it's like i basically well, welcome to the plate of the live service yeah it's like if, I, if you're I not like up this... to date with the live service then you're not competitive anymore and you get left behind you get you get woody uh i don't want to play with you anymore and dropped and yeah it's so it's it's uh, a bit of a burden in that sense but then again i'm always for a 
I, I anything that can uh, increase the level of creativity that my players can express makes my job easier as a DM. So I do like it's like I have that kind of you know dueling perspective on it. Inside you, there are two DMs. Uh-huh. One who's who's a cheap bastard who doesn't want to pay any more money, <laughs> and the other one, the other one is lazy as shit and wants uh, you know wants wants them to do as much of the work for me as I can. Um, yeah, and they are constantly at war with each other. Uh, I think we're you know we're pretty good on time. We had a, we had some other things here if we had time, but I think yeah, that was good for today. This we'll has been a it. full like hour and ten minutes. So it'll get cut down. Yeah. It'll be like an hour and five. Yeah, we may have started a little bit closer to maybe closer to an hour. I forget exactly what time we started. We, we started think... around eleven twenty. It was like eleven nineteen. Um. So yeah, we'll see. I think we're I think we're good here. Even if we're just about at an hour, maybe. Yeah, listen to us, listeners, two... talking about the time we're speaking to you. Uh huh. But yeah, a week, a week in the past, in in the past, uh, when you're actually uh, going to hear this. But yeah, I think for yeah for the two of us, I think this is this is enough, and we'll we'll keep it uh you know contained, and because you know the rest of it wasn't uh wasn't tabletop news, so we'll keep it as as yeah. is. That th- that'll make its way to uncut comrades next week, unless some other huge n- announcements can push some of that stuff off the plate. Yeah, yeah. which who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, because we got we got Gamescom coming out next week. That starts that starts on Tuesday. I can't wait to hear about Starfield and Redfall. Oh wait, oh wait, no, you don't. Uh, all right, uh, but yeah, maybe say so by the next time you see us, either on uh, on Twitch at cam- at Campaign underscore Comrades, where we we stream every week. Uh, yeah, if, if you're our- listening to this podcast episode on launch. Uh, check us out tonight. Yeah, uh, we we seven thirty Eastern li- Standard Time. Yeah, we stream live, and so but yeah, by the time this comes out, I will have had a chance to to speak with my my players. So maybe I'll have some some new thoughts to share uh, on this topic when it comes out. Um, but uh, yeah, till uh, till then, yeah. So follow us on all the socials at Camp Compod on Twitter. Find us at YouTube at Campaign Comrades um i think that's everything anything else for you to plug no i mean it's hard to plug my uh my stream so far in advance i'll probably be playing xenoblade chronicles 3 at that point hell yeah my man's in it he's fully in it that's i'm hoping to be done with live alive today so that i can uh xenoblade chronicles 2 or 3 second episode tomorrow for stream and then just start playing it full time and just real lifing folks he's really feeling it folks I might have to take like a week off at one point from work and just <laughs> just like just just you know crush some just crush some JRPG goodness. All right, but uh, we will we will see you next time. Thank you. Absolutely, for we love you, smooches. Bye.